0: What's going on man? Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron and it feels good to be back. We had a long Memorial Day weekend and then I came back, been having internet issues. People of the community tab been telling me that I'm lying. I literally can't, I can't make this up. Like my cat, he's super old at this point. He threw up on the router. I've been typing this outline on like a personal hotspot until he came in to fix it today. It's been a whole thing, but we're back. We're talking redraft and because I didn't really have the resources to give you guys a long video. I'm kind of switching it up here. We're breaking down one singular player that I cannot stop drafting in these underdog streets. By the way, if you are new here, please go check out Underdog Fantasy. I have a link in the description, a link down below in the comments, pinned right at the top. You go to Underdog Fantasy, use my promo code Rondo, match your deposit up to $100, and on there you can play in all kinds of fantasy leagues, not just football. You can play, of course, fantasy football. You have WrestleMania Mania 4, the biggest fantasy football contest out there. They keep dropping these puppies and poodles. You can get in at a lower dollar amount, $5, $7. They have golf contests. They have hockey. They have basketball. They have everything you could possibly want on there. Again, underdog fantasy, promo code RON. And with all that being said, hope you guys enjoy. And as always, let's go now the player that I cannot stop drafting through 20 drafts so far now I I have like 170 done before the NFL draft I've slowed down since the NFL draft because we're not really getting new information we got the schedule of course but I still kind of want to slow play a little bit until we see you know Fournette where he's gonna sign you got Zico Elliott you got a bunch of different things going on here so I've kind of just been trickling them in but I have been drafting a lot of Ramondre Stevenson again 20 drafts done you have some other players that are tied for 35 percent, but Ramondre Stevenson isn't somebody that's easy to acquire right Brandon Ayuk I can kind of you can kind of get him wherever you want like in the sixth seventh round Damian Harris is like a ninth round pick but Ramondre Stevenson If you're going to have him on a lot of teams, you have to make a point about it because he is a third-round pick. But Ramondre Stevenson is a guy that I just cannot quit at that third-round price tag right now. And it's just because he is a true unicorn in an NFL where bell cows are becoming more and more rare. This is a guy who reminds me a lot of Le'Veon Bell where he's like 230-plus pounds and can do it all. And he is just out here Just putting up crazy numbers. This is a stat from Dwayne McFarlane, running back since 2006 to post a 25% target share or a 25% target rate, so that's per route or higher, and handle at least 50% of a team's rushing attempts. You have Eckler, McCaffrey, Devonta Freeman, Matt Forte, Ray Rice, Reggie Bush, Ramondre Stevenson. It's a crazy list to be a part of. All of these guys are tiny, right? Devonta Freeman's tiny. Forte's probably the biggest guy on this list. The rest of them are small running backs. But then you have Ramondre Stevenson, who is a guy who is huge. He's 230 plus pounds. He had a thousand plus rushing yards this year. He was just third behind Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey in targets. Two guys who are sub 205 pounds, more satellite back type running back. So Ramondre is a really, really unique skill set when we're chasing upside. You guys know the last two years, the theme of the offseason, shout out Pat Kareen. He I, he dropped, I think, one of the best articles in recent memory talking about legendary upside and that if you're going to take a running back early, he needs to have a league breaking ceiling, right? Those huge, huge ceiling seasons. We haven't actually seen them since like 2021 uh, with Alvin Kamara. No, that was 2020 with Alvin Kamara where he had like 25 points per game. I think Alvin Cook also had like 24 points per game in that season. Since then, we've had some pretty bad like RB1 overall seasons, but we still want to be chasing those massive, massive ceilings and those running back seasons that, you know, Win you leagues. And when we sort of break down every 20 plus point per game running back since 2015, here we have 23. Of these 23, 20 plus point per game seasons, 17 of them had a 17 game pace of 80 or more targets. And if you extend it out to just 22 points per game or more, you have 12 running backs. 11 of those 12 were on a 17 game pace of 80 plus targets. And the whole point of this is just to show targets unlock that massive league winning type ceiling and Ramondre stevenson yes only 14.7 points per game last year but he had 89 targets which puts him in that range of getting to those massive massive ceilings and that's why i want to be chasing Ramondre. now he's not just a volume guy either i think i did say 230 plus pound guy like Le'Veon bell Najee harris also fits that bill he had a ton of targets his first year but he's more of a compiler to me when we look at Ramondre stevenson this guy is efficient on a per route basis. He is commanding targets. He had a 25.66% target per route run, right? Dwayne McFarlane uh, had that in his tweet earlier, but you have Eckler, who is at 28.2%, first place. CMC at 25.2%, actually behind Ramondre on a per route basis in terms of earning targets. He earns targets. And we really want this skill set as a guy who is 230 pounds. Catches passes. I know you're probably like Ron. You keep saying he's 230 pounds. Catches passes. Why does that matter? Well, he's not going to get marginalized like a James White, a Tariq Cohen into just a pass catching specialist type of role. You know, he can be a true bell cow back who is effective in all situations: the goal line, in close, between the twenties, third down, everything. And that is absolutely huge when a true bell cow is super rare right now. And Ramondre Stevenson is one of these guys who was used on the goal line last year, but was kind of unlucky. He was kind of unlucky. He had six touchdowns, even though he was expected for 9.2 total touchdowns uh, per PFF's expected points per game. Uh, They just have a model where just, you know, your red zone touches, your total touches, how many touchdowns should should you have scored. He scored 3.2 touchdowns under expectation, which is absolutely massive, despite, despite still being utilized on the goal line, which is really important. Guys like Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs are kind of their team's all-purpose, just between the tackles, goal-line type backs. They each had 13 carries inside the five-yard line. Ramondre had 12 last year, 11th in the NFL. So he struggled to convert, but I wouldn't be overly concerned when we're talking about a Patriots offense that has had Damian Harris score 15 rushing touchdowns in a season, LeGarrette Blount score 18 touchdowns in a season before. We're just chasing those high-value opportunities. Now, when we talk about high-value touches, which is a, a metric made by Ben Gretsch, which just adds up your receptions and your carries inside of of an opponent's 10-yard line. We want goal line carries and catches, and that's what Ramondre gives you. He was fifth last year in high-value touches, despite being outside of the top 10 in total touches. So the touches that he is getting are really important, really impactful, and now you have a backfield without Damian Harris. Now, again, this is not just a compiling Najee Harris-type running back. This is a running back with a lot of juice. Ramondre was third in yards after contact per attempt last year, 11th in elusiveness rating, 10th in explosive run percentage. He had the fifth most rushes of 15 plus yards, which is pretty crazy for a guy at his size. 11th in rushing yards over expected per attempt. The list goes on and on. You can find any efficiency metric and he absolutely pops. And then we'll even add a cherry on top with Jacob Sanderson's stat here or his tweet here. Again, I mention him all the time, but I think he's really good at, you know, kind of quantifying running back talent Uh, and finding stats that matter. And of running backs with over a three yards after contact per attempt in both 21 and 2022, you have Ramondre, Pollard, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor. Of course, you have Deontay Foreman and Cole Herbert, too, who on a smaller sample have been really efficient. But that is a really nice list to be a part of, right? He's breaking tackles. He's giving you yards after contact. He's efficient. He's everything you want. So, again, 230-pound back. He can play on the goal line. He has monster reception upside. Again, only behind... Eckler and McCaffrey in targets last year. He can be a true bell cow who is efficient, can catch passes, which is really, really rare in this modern NFL. Now, when we look past that, we talk about the context of his offense. He's on the Patriots this year, and the Patriots offense is always set up beautifully for running back scoring. Now, the biggest red flag people are going to say, you know, Ron, of course, is Patriots offense. Yes, they set up for RB scoring. We've seen guys in the past James White, Deion Lewis, LeGarrett Blunt, but. It's usually the cheapest running back of the bunch, and Bill Belichick likes to use a committee. And what I would say to that is, yes, this is historically true, but I'm curious who we think on this depth chart is challenging Ramondre or taking Ramondre's touches without a Ramondre-Stevenson injury. We have Pierre Strong, another day three running back who I guess he had a couple flashes last year. You have post-Achilles terror James Robinson, Kevin Harris, Like I I guess Ty Montgomery is in there and J.J. Taylor. There is nothing here that really scares me off from Andre. And something that really speaks volumes to me is that the Patriots didn't draft any running backs in this draft. A running back class that had Bijan up top, Gibbs up top, and one of the deepest running back classes we've seen, right? Where you're getting guys like Zach Evans and Israel Abinaconda on day three. And they sat back and took nobody. So I just have a hard time thinking that Ramondre is just going to be, you know, the same old with Patriots running backs where he's not going to get the respect he deserves. I think he's already kind of proven that, that, you know, as a unicorn, as a bell cow in this Belichick offense, he is actually the first Belichick running back ever to have over 1,000 rushing yards and over 30 catches or over 20 catches. But the crazy part is that he had 69 catches last year. All of these other 1,000 yard rushers have had, you know, sub 20 catches so this was the first time he was actually used as an all-purpose back it was just his second year you have to assume that he's earned bill belichick's trust They didn't bring in anybody to be you know the 1a to or the 1b to remandre's 1a i think that this is the the start of something new for this offense now i will say before running backs really caught passes look at Corey dillon's numbers here Corey dillon was absolutely fed by bill belichick here 109 rushing yards per game 1600 rushing yards overall Absolutely fed as a bell cow. And I think that he probably likes the idea, Belichick, that you can have Ramondre out there. He can run the ball efficiently. And then you don't have to take him off the field, bring in a James White or bring in your Pierre Strong and, you know, tip your hand to the defense, you're going to be passing the ball. I have to imagine that after a pretty terrible offensive season last year, that Belichick probably likes the idea of, you know, concealing run versus pass in this modern offense. So even with that, you know, red flag, I'm still very much bought in. And I think even with the committee concerns, his unique blend of receiving upside, the goal line role, the bell cow stuff, I think it makes his upside, you know, where he could be a 20 plus point per game running back in the NFL, I think the upside is at least worth chasing despite those concerns. Like, I think the concerns are there that, of course, Belichick is kind of crazy, loose cannon. He could for sure split up carries, but Ramondre could also. Have eighty plus catches, a thousand plus rushing yards, ten plus touchdowns total, and win leagues this year, which is why I'm chasing that. Now, when we put the competition aside, we have an offense that is perfect for Ramondre Stevenson. Mac Jones, pocket quarterback, he checks down a bunch. He was top five in percentage of throws behind the line of scrimmage last year, and they have an offense here, an offensive line that ranked eleventh among all offensive lines per PFF. After the season was over. So the offensive line is solid. The run game is always going to be solid with the Patriots. They have been historically run heavy over these last few years. There's going to be a lot of touches at the running back position to go around for Mondre Stevenson and these Patriots running backs. Now the final thing that I wanted to kind of just put a bow on it here with Armandre is the price. The price is absolutely beautiful. Again, just a third round running back despite being the RB 10 and ADP. So you're getting an RB 1 by ADP in the third round. He's going at the 304 right now as the RB10. And this is kind of a new trend right now this year on underdog that I think Sam Hoppen outlines really well here, where he says the running back position is being devalued in drafts across the board, and especially in the first five rounds. Last year, the RB10 was going in the middle of the second round, 16.7 ADP. Currently the RB10 Ramondre Stevenson is going a full round later with a 28.7 ADP, which is absolutely wild. So a guy that would have probably been like a second round pick last year, I'm going to be sitting down actually uh this weekend, I think Saturday, I'm going to sit down and pump out a redraft rankings for everybody on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Ron for anybody that's not on there. I give so much value on there. We have dynasty rankings, redraft rankings. We have uh, trade recommendations. We have the, RR, the entire RS grade database is on there. A bunch of cool stuff is on there, patreon.com. You can check it out in the description, but I'm going to sit down and make rankings and, I, and I'm and i thinking through it in my head. Ramondre Stevenson's like a, a middle of the third per ADP. I don't know how I can keep him outside of my like middle of the second. Like there's only so many wide receivers and quarterbacks that I can take over a guy that has twenty plus point per game upside as a running back, like Ramondre Stevenson. And my favorite part of this is that you can take the RB ten in the third round. Now I wanna say as well, usually we would have the the rounds round three through five as like your RB dead zone. I think we're probably gonna have to move that back this year to like round four seven ish because running backs are getting pushed down at least in underdog we'll see kind of how adp shakes out uh on sleeper and home leagues and uh high stakes leagues once we get deeper into the summer but for right now you can get some really unique builds where you can get running backs who fall into the third like a Stevenson. Stevenson. you can kind of reverse engineer like a hero rb build like you can double tap two elite wide receivers up top right like let's say you could go i'm trying to think like you could go Like, you could go Diggs, come back around, go Amon Ross, St. Brown, come back around, go Ramondre Stevenson. So you have a hero RB that I think has the upside to be the RB1 overall in fantasy, Ramondre Stevenson. And then you have two monster wide receivers on your team as well. And this is actually a team I drafted on stream I wanted to show you guys, where I did something similar to that, where I went Diggs first, then Allen, and I kind of reverse engineered a double hero RB build here. So usually a hero RB build would be a running back in round one or two. Double hero RB build would be a running back in rounds one and two. But instead of that, we go running back three and four, and we build the Josh Allen to dig stack. Then we even, you know, bring that back with Dalton Kincaid later on. And you can get a really nice-looking team where your running backs are solid, but you also have a legit wide receiver, bona fide wide receiver one in Stephon Diggs instead of, you know, you know taking two running backs up top and then having to, you know, DK Metcalf or Calvin Ridley as your wide receiver one, so it gives you a lot of flexibility if you catch these falling running backs and kind of take advantage of the format right now. So again, I cannot stop drafting Ramondre Stevenson. I love Ramondre Stevenson. I think that he should be a mid second. I think that he's going to be a mid second in your uh, redraft manage leagues and probably even an underdog by the time we get to August. But for right now, I absolutely love drafting Ramondre Stevenson. And as always, I am drafting on underdog underdog fantasy of course promo code ron if you're new they'll match your deposit up to 100 or running crazy contests all summer long you have uh, the puppies you have your pomeranians you have your poodles those are pretty much going to be pumping all off season long you can get in there for low price points you can get some exposure to fantasy football this far out you can get some reps in before your actual home league drafts you can draft your teams it's best ball you draft them you forget about them best lineup is set every week you don't have to go in there set lineups make trades do waivers all of that good stuff is on there underdog fantasy as always if you enjoyed i appreciate you make sure you're down below subscribe leave a like and i will see y'all in the next one i got the juice i got the juice Deno, glad I'm home. Even my haters kind of glad I'm on. Rest in peace to my vagabond. Rap a song, singer, suspended, subpoena. for Mr. Meaners, dreamer, hell back asses. Loki's still again and I still shake a bow squat.